What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Actors with Issues, the weekly podcast where we interview the rising stars of TV, film, and Broadway and give you an inside look at the entertainment industry from the ground level. I'm your host, Juan Ayala, and today I am joined by actor, singer, and dancer Fernell Hogan, who you may have seen in the original Broadway production of The Prom and the national tour of Mean Girls, the musical. Fernell, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> So for now, I always like to start at the very beginning because no two actors' paths are alike. So how did you get started as an actor? When did all of that start for you? Uh, I started, so I did my first show in pre-K, actually. It was pre-K. <laughs> we did some Christmas show and I was the gingerbread man. And I just remember oh. like running around the stage and everyone laughing and clapping. And I was like, oh, I kind of <laughs> like this. This is kind of fun. And I kind of, it followed me through my life and I had done theater, but then I moved to New York. I went to Pace University as a business major. Mm-hmm. And then my second semester I was bored and I was broke. And I was like, I want to take a dance class. I can't afford a dance class. Auditions are free. So I got online and I got on backstage and I was like, the prom, that sounds like fun. I'll go to that. So I went to my prom audition. Uh-huh. I stood in the back corner. I danced my little heart out and let everybody else fight for their livelihood in the front and then ended up (laughs) booking it. Uh And that's how I started professionally performing. Yeah. That's so crazy. Oh, my God. Like, literally, you just, like, saw an audition for the prom on backstage for, like, the Broadway production. It wasn't even, like, the pre-Broadway or the the tryout. They had already done the Out of Time in Atlanta. Uh So this this was for the lab and the Broadway production. So... Wow. When in, I was like Casey Nicola, it's like, this sounds like it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I really want to like dance. So I'm going to show up super early because I was non equity. So I was like, yeah. I show up super early. So they have to see me. I was the first guy there. I did not know there was a list inside the room you were supposed to sign up on as non equity. So by the time I realized there was a list, I was number 65. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, they probably won't see me, <laughs> which that'll suck. But I feel, I think they stopped at like number seventy, like around seventy. Uh-huh. I think they did two groups of non-equity, and they stopped at guy seventy. And I was like, I was the first one here, and also, also like so close to not auditioning. <laughs> right. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he did, and I mean, it all worked out in the end, right? <laughs> yeah, it worked out, and it's been going since. <laughs> yeah, and uh. When did Mean Girls happen? Was that after, like, did you leave the prom uh, earlier? Did that close and then you got into Mean Girls after that? Yeah, prom closed. And then a week later, I was in the rehearsal for the Mean Girls tour. Gotcha. Okay, so you'd auditioned for Mean Girls while you're still in the prom? Yeah, I had gotten an agent and, like, I signed my name on the dotted line and he went, Mean Girls, 2 o'clock. And I was like, what? (laughs) No, I'm still asleep. (laughs) But I had a put-in rehearsal that day, and I went to the put-in, so I couldn't make the audition anyway, and Casey Nicola uh-huh. was there, and he was like, I was talking to him, and I was like, yeah, you have Mean Girls auditions, I just got an agent today, he tried to send me, he was like, wait, you're coming? And I was like, no, I'm here with you, and shouldn't you be there? <laughs> um, and he was like, wait, 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 just come in, come in to sing a song so we can put you in the files, and... So he got me out there, put in rehearsal. I sprinted down to Pearl Studio. No, I sprinted to Staples, bought a binder, printed some music, <laughs> put it in a binder, ran to this audition and sang a song. And he was like, you know, you can't be the 
replacement that we need for Broadway because that's what they were looking for. But he was like, are you interested in going on tour? We leave September 11th. And I was like, my lease is up September 1st. That sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) So everything just like beautifully. And that's like the universe just working in your favor. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, that's it's the universe at work. You know, I've heard so many wonderful things because the show's been going on for just over a year now. And I've had a, quite a few people who were uh, in Mean Girls. Uh, I'm sure, you know, Kabir Berry, he was on the show um, a while ago. And uh, Riza Takahashi, who was in the, the, the Broadway production. And um, always have such great things to say about Casey. And another um, another guest we had, Joan Crawley, he auditioned for Damien, but then... Casey was like, you know, I think you'd be a even better genie. So then he ended up being like one of the standbys for the genie on Broadway, despite having auditioned for that show several times. So it's really cool to hear that there are a lot of directors actually like Casey who are vouching for their actors and giving them chances to like go on to other projects. That's so cool to hear. Yeah, yeah. Nothing but good things to say about Casey. <laughs> Nothing but good things. Um, so during the pandemic, I mean, Broadway has been shut down for over a year now. By the time it opens back up, it'll be a year and a half. Um, so how have you been navigating not being able to perform for so long? Uh, I came back to Houston and it's just been navigating not performing has been a lot of, I've decided like this is a good training time because there's mm-hmm. no shows happening. So I put myself in a mini musical theater intensive for a year. So I've been doing like piano lessons and vocal lessons mm-hmm. and just like diving into things that I don't think I'd have time for otherwise. Like I started boxing, strangely <laughs> enough. Um, I don't know if that'll come in handy in my musical theater career, but it's a fun hobby. Maybe they'll reopen Rocky or something. I was going to say, if Rocky goes on tour or something. <laughs> but yeah, I've been diving into like learning to write music and write mm-hmm. shows and things. So I've been using this time to gain new skills. <laughs> That's great because, you know, a lot of people have, have, from what I know, and especially with the guests we've had on the show, the, you know, we started the podcast last May. So right at the be- not beginning, but, you know, a little bit into the pandemic. And so many people were starting to either um, prioritize themselves in terms of like, you know, they realized how burnt out they were and they started doing lots of self-care once they had time and we were getting unemployment. So we had a little more money. Um, and like myself, I also put myself back in a, in an acting class because it had been years. I hadn't taken a class other than like workshops with like casting directors. I hadn't done that since I was in college and it's been a while since I was in college. So, uh, definitely trying to, you know, better ourselves in a time where there's not much else to do, but binge whatever Netflix is managing to pop out (laughs) that they filmed a year ago. Exactly. Um, um, but yeah, you know, a lot of our listeners are actors. Um, so I think that if anyone listening, if you guys haven't yet used the the time during the pandemic to, you know, acquire a new skill or improve on one that you have already, it's still not too late. There's always time, you know, yeah. things haven't fully gone back to normal yet. And even, there, when things, even when things open back up, per se, like, there's never a point where like, you're done training. Right. Yeah, so it's just always trying to expand and like get new life experience that you can bring into a role or just learning new skills. Like what else interests you? Right. I've like, yeah, so this time has been, I've been grateful. I'm back home in Houston. Mm. So I've been like grateful and like spent some time with my family that more time with my family than I've spent with them in a long time. So yeah, yeah. so just looking on the bright side a little bit. 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, similarly, when the pandemic first broke out, I had gone to um, to Jersey to be with my boyfriend for a week for his birthday and mm -hmm. then went to Connecticut to see my family because we didn't, you know, when things started to shut down because of the pandemic, we didn't know how long it was going to be for. And during that week that I was in Jersey, it just got worse and worse and worse and everything was shutting down. So my parents were like, don't even stop at your apartment. Just have your roommate like throw out anything that's in the fridge for you and just come straight to Connecticut. So literally with like a week's worth of clothing, I made a trip back to Connecticut and spent, I thought it was going to be a couple of weeks, ended up being five months. Um, and then eventually came back to New York because I was a little tired of Connecticut. I was there for 24 years and left and I, five months was too long. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> um, but, you know, navigating Zoom classes and self tapes and all of that stuff has been very interesting. Um, yeah. Do you miss being in the audition room or do you like self tapes? I get such a mixed bag with this question. Um, no, I like being in the room. There's something just like so nerve wrackingly fun about being in the room. Mm -hmm. It's like all that nervous. You don't have the nervous energy over a self tape because you know you can do it seven times. Right. <laughs> yeah. But when you're there, you're like, ooh, this is it. Like you got mm -hmm. your one done. And like that energy is something that I think I it helps me in auditions. Right. Um, how or why i really don't know but yeah i just miss being like having a table of people looking at you and judging you <laughs> <laughs> it helps to see the reaction you're like do i have to put in a little more energy do i gotta exactly. dial it back you're like do i do i pull back do i go for it I, you don't yeah. know as much on self-tapes and they can't really t no one can give you any feedback on your right. like initial self-tape yeah because right. you could have the complete wrong direction which has happened, I'm pretty sure, for me many times. So, like, yeah, I miss being in the room. Uh, so throughout your career so far, is there anything that you have learned that you wish you knew a little bit earlier? Um, I So initially, I thought when I had booked prom and they were like, you're doing eight shows a week, I was like, okay, so I now work, what, three hours a day? Like, I show up to a theater, I do a show, I still have my whole day to do anything and everything I want. I was fully convinced I was going to be a real estate agent that did Broadway shows at night. Right. Okay. <laughs> that did not happen. I did not know that, well, like I ended up playing, you playing your whole day around that show. Cause that two and a half hours is like, especially in prom and mean girls, they're both so high energy mm -hmm. and so extensive or that's not the word I'm looking for, but use your body a lot. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, so you have to plan around, around that um what can you do that'll set you up best to do a two and a half hour show eight times a week yeah. selling houses around manhattan is not that <laughs> so um i did not realize how much planning really went into it and how much time it would take because now i like set up routines when i'm in a show mm -hmm. i start to realize what the show needs and what my body needs to do for the show and i'm like so in order to do this show i need to eat at this time and i cannot eat from now until then and then i need to go and get a espresso and not a coffee because the coffee will dry me out <laughs> oh and then it's just like so much random things but like i didn't realize that going into it and i think it's something you learn as you go through the process mm -hmm. every show is different every show requires something different and you'll make a new routine yeah it's so, so I haven't been on stage in a couple of years, um, sadly, just because my, you know, like many actors who start on stage, you think one day, like, I'm going to be a Broadway star. That's what I'm going to do. 
and then I just randomly started auditioning for the commercials and that led to TV and I just haven't done anything theater related in a couple years now and but I definitely remember like once the show the run of a show starts even if it's just like a community theater type of show that's on the weekends or like four performances a week you still do have to sort of do that assessment engage like okay so like you said that's something that I didn't even think about like what can I eat and how long before do I have to eat like keep everything in check and all of that it's such a it's way more like strategic than people realize like once you've booked the job it's not like you're done and you get to just do whatever and especially because the shows are so long and like you know the evening performances like the two show days they start at eight usually right two show days your first show's at two right yeah your first show's at two and your second one's at eight yeah right so by the time like you're out of the theater it's like 11 and you're exhausted (laughs) because you just did two shows so now you're like i don't even want to i just want to go home i don't go out for a drink no no we're going home Uh, (laughs) so like once you moved to new york is there a show that you saw um that you thought like that's the one i want to be in or even a show like coming up is there a show that you really want to do that's like opening up in the fall uh a show that i really want to do that's opening in the fall i don't at this point, everything's just kind of been, as you said earlier, the universe working. Right. So I kind of let the universe do its work at this point. I'm just like, <laughs> someone's going to call me into a room. I'm going to like read the thing and I'm going to be like, ooh, I love this. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. So it's like not even as much scouting because I feel like we plan and we plan and we plan. And then like the world has its own plan. Right. Um, as we so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I went to business school. <laughs> um so no, it's not as much of a show I want to do. I know that there's a show out there somewhere that someone's writing that's going to be perfect for me and mm-hmm. like waiting to find that. And I think I found it. Someone invited me to a reading of a show and they were like, I think this, I think you'd love it. And I went mm-hmm. and I like bawled my eyes out for two and a half hours. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's coming to Broadway. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know I, the first show I saw on Broadway was Color Purple. And that was the one where I was like, this is, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Like it reaffirmed all of it. It wasn't even as much what was happening on stage. I was watching the way the show affected the audience. Mm-hmm. It was like we were all in the we were all on the same roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> so when I saw that, that was kind of like a that was one of the life changing moments. The other one was in sixth grade. I saw Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and the car started <laughs> flying. And once the car left the ground, I was like, oh, this is magic. I want to do theater. Like that's it. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because you went to business school for a bit, I'm curious how you approach an acting career with a business mindset, or if you do, because not everyone feels the need to do so. But um, is that something that you do? You approach acting like a business? Um, yeah, because you are your you are your own business, and you have to market and brand your business. I know these things. I'm not the best at it because <laughs> I don't post on social media the way that I should. But like, I understand social media as a business tool for the actor. And that's kind of a new thing that's happening in in our age of 
this business, I've heard of, there's so many stories of people getting jobs just off of social media, literally. And that's now becoming a thing in some auditions where you walk in and they're like, all right, put your social media down. It's, that is your branding and you create a brand for yourself and that kind of steers the direction that you want to go. Um, and also when you're just like picking projects you want to do, you, you have to be strategic about where do you want to end up? Just like a business would. A business would set goals and they would say, these are what we're going to do. So I'm very like, set a goal, make some steps to get there. And then if something veers me off, then like, yes, I will let the universe do that. But like, I always have a, a plan of some sort of how I will achieve my business goal. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because this show business, the entertainment industry, whatever you want to call it, it's so, there's so much guesswork involved in a lot of trial and error. Like this audition song, you might think it's the perfect 16 bar cut, but if you've used it at 10 auditions and they don't ask you to stay, it's time to make some changes. And maybe the song isn't as good as you thought it was. (laughs) Switch Uh, it up. (laughs) Right. Or, you know, just like, maybe you're actually a tenor not a baritone like you thought you know like (laughs) it's time to choose something a little higher go up a step and a half something you know um i always try to lead with a baritone song i don't know what what it is i'm always just like i'll go in with this song that's a little bit lower than my range and then they're always like can you go in the hall and i'm like yeah okay and then i come back and they're like do you have something a little higher i'm like yeah i (laughs) And then I end up screaming schadenfreude at the top of my lungs. (laughs) (laughs) See, but that's so interesting because if anything, it's better because, okay, he's got the low range. Now let's see what he can do. So it's like they're giving you that second chance. Uh, And at the same time, I remember going to, uh, it was like one of the only theater auditions I've done in the last like five years. Um, I had gone, I think it was for, what is that theme park that's like, on the east coast in like the virginia area bush gardens that's what it was it was for like all of their holiday shows because they have like 12 different shows so they're just seeing like a whole bunch of people and they had said like which is the only time i'd ever heard this but they said like baritones sing your baritone song don't try and show off for us like we need baritones we can't cast you know and i was like holy crap that's like and they said the same thing for altos like altos it's okay we need a variety of voices because it's like there's eight people in each show or something like that. So it's like two basses or two baritones, two tenors, so like two of each. We can't have just four sopranos and four tenors. It's not, <laughs> there's no depth there. And yeah. um, and yeah, cause you know, like, like you said, and it's very smart to be honest, to go in with a slightly lower song as long as you can hit the notes and you have that sort of depth uh, to your voice. And then they're like, okay, we liked you. Anything else? Instead of like, okay, thank you. Have a good day. I know. I was- <laughs> The lower songs feel like in my head at that point, especially when I was auditioning for prom, the lower songs were easier for me because mm-hmm. I hadn't like really used my upper range a lot. So I was mm-hmm. just like, I'll come up with a comfortable song, I'll do the comfortable thing and I'll get through it. Right. And then they're always like, they ask you to come and do the, un- the uncomfortable song, quote unquote. Um, and that's the higher song. And I'm always like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And it goes well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like getting out of your comfort zone i guess right. they're forcing me out of mine <laughs> right which is good <laughs> yeah if there's anyone you want to do that it would be the people who are about to give you the job it's like they want to see your range they want to see what works and what doesn't and even if it doesn't go well they're like okay he's a baritone thank uh-huh. you for trying you know it's like okay you weren't being like and not that it 
not to call baritones leads because I'm considering myself a baritone too. You know, I can go up there, but it's not my favorite note to hit. Um, similarly, I'm sure for you is the same thing. You're like, I can hit it. I'd rather not, but I can. <laughs> now, now I'm good with it because I was. I've always. I am a tenor. It's just I haven't been trained to use my upper range. But like during prom, I started going. I was doing prom and vocal lessons every week, and like now I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'll come in with my high song. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I also wanted to uh, know your thoughts about things like audition anxiety or um, imposter syndrome, whichever one you'd like to talk about. Yeah, imposter syndrome and audition anxiety are all things that like I still struggle with at times. Like even when I was on Broadway, I was still like, am I really a Broadway performer? Like is that a right. like I, I was still planning to go back to business school while I was in prom because I was <laughs> that I was not good enough to be a Broadway performer mm. I was on Broadway at the time so like if I can be on Broadway and still struggle with imposter syndrome I think everyone can and it took the people in the cast with me and like prom half we have our teen ensemble and then all of our leads were like experienced vets and everything and right. it took them to be like you're doing the thing like if you want to do this for the rest of your life you can do it so it's always nice to have like that support system right. that can get you out of all this this other headspace because it doesn't really help the art. And like a lot of the time I lean on why did I start? I mean, it's like that chitty chitty bang bang moment where mm-hmm. those people that flying car created magic for a sixth grader. And that's what I like lean on when I'm like, all right, this is why I started. As we get older, I feel like we didn't have audition anxiety when we were young. We were yeah. just like, doing it we were just playing just fun. yeah we we're just playing that's what we have to, we have to keep the play the play solves all of that stuff yeah it's important yeah. to remember like why we got into the business in the first place i feel like we forget that so much like we forget that it all started with the sense of excitement and it was fun and we got to just pretend and you know, yes, we have, yes, it is like our career. It's our livelihood. It's what we want to pay our bills and all of that. But at the same time, it's like, if you put on so much pressure and there's an actress, not an actress, an author who, um, she wrote the book, Eat, Pray, Love. Mm -hmm. And she wrote another book called Big Magic. And she talked about, um, there's a quote of hers that I love from the book. Um, I can't remember her name, Elizabeth Gilbert. That's what it is. My, I don't know how my brain works. It just, word vomit. I was about to be like, what's her name? <laughs> Do you have the book? Yeah, I have Big Magic. Oh. <laughs> it's like, remember why you did the... Right. Yeah. Yeah, and the quote in the book is like, um, uh, there is no shame in having a job. What is shameful is holding your art hostage and forcing it to pay for your entire existence. Because at that point, it's like, if you're not at the place where you want to be, you start to like blame yourself and am I not good enough? And then it just messes with their whole mental health and everything. Like it's this horrible like domino effect that like one thing will affect everything else. And while life works that way, it's like, it's not the smartest move to do that because it's like, just remember why you did it and keep doing it for that reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, like to sum this up is just go read big magic. <laughs> And a surprise guest, we've got Elizabeth Gilbert. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I always like to end the show with a little segment called Getting to Know You, uh, as if we haven't gotten to know you for like the last 
25 to 30 minutes now. Um, but just throw some rapid questions at, or some rapid fire questions at you and um, see what we get. But uh, I always start with an easy one, coffee or tea? Coffee. Uh, drama or comedy? Comedy. Stage acting or screen acting? Stage. Uh, what is your most recent binge watch? Um, designated Survivor. Good show. There we go. <laughs> Plays or musicals? Musicals. Uh, TV or film? Film. Animated. When were you the most starstruck? Oh, when was I the most starstruck? It would have to be Whoopi Goldberg. When Did she, she see the prom? prom? Yeah, she came to prom. Or no, no, no. It's going to be Ben Vereen. Uh, person you trade places with for one day? Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> See what her day is like. I'm just curious. <laughs> what is a movie that never fails to make you laugh? Happy Feet. In a movie that never fails to make you cry? Um, the last Toy Story. What number so- was that? Four? I, it's either three or four. I don't. When he gave the toys away, that's the one. Nope. Let's say Coco. Coco makes me cry. Oh, yep. That's always my answer. Yep. <laughs> Remember me starts at the end. I'm just like. <laughs> just like when he's mess. talking. He's a boy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, do you have a secret talent? Do I have a secret talent? Um, no, I, I think I. No, I don't. <laughs> I, my knees are hyperextended. <laughs> That was my next question. Are you neat? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, who is your dream co-star? Dream co-star Denzel Washington. Good show. I mean, shoot for the stars because that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is your favorite accent or impression to do? And can we hear it? Accent or impressions? I'm really bad at them. <laughs> um, hmm. Hmm. I don't have any. It's okay. <laughs> I've been trying. <laughs> uh, what is the worst side job that you've had? Worst side job. Oh, Century 21. By the way, <laughs> the store or the real estate office? <laughs> store. Okay. It was, it was bad. <laughs> Reese Hill is not fun. I don't miss working at American Eagle. Uh, if you weren't an actor, what would you be? I would be... Probably in real estate. Uh, is there anyone from history that you want to portray? Anyone from history that I want to portray? No, I don't think so. No one I know of right now? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what movie do you want to turn into a Broadway show for you to star in? Happy feet. <laughs> Are you gonna be Bumble? Is that... Yes. <laughs> um, why do I have plays and musicals in here twice? I don't need that. If you're gonna be in the revival of any show, which would it be? Uh, I would be in the revival of Shrek. <laughs> As what <well>, character? <laughs> Donkey. <laughs> Don't speak. Don't speak. Uh, <laughs> uh, what role have you had the most fun playing? I had the most fun 
playing Gary Coleman in Avenue Q in high school. <laughs> well, damn. Everyone's <laughs> a little bit racist. <laughs> and in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young performer? Never stop working towards your goals. Boom. Six Love words. Short and sweet. <laughs> Awesome. So uh, Fernell, if anyone wants to give you a follow on social media, where can they find you? At Fernell Hogan, F-E-R-N-E-L-L-H-O-G-A-N. On Instagram, Twitter, pretty much everywhere. On Instagram. I don't really use Twitter. <laughs> I don't blame you. Twitter's gross. I don't tweet. <laughs> yeah. I kind of have to for work and to promote stuff, but I really don't like Twitter. I told you I'm bad at social media. <laughs> And a big thank you to our sponsor. Oh, wait, I forgot. I totally skipped over something. And you all can follow us at Actors with Issues on Instagram. You can follow me at Juan Ayala Official. And a big thank you to our sponsor, Anchor, for supporting the show. You can head over to anchor.fm to get started on your very own podcast, 100% free. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the show, leave a rating and review wherever you're listening, and catch new episodes every Friday on all podcasting platforms. I'm Juan Ayala. This is Actors with Issues. That's Fernell Hogan, and we'll see you next week.